Welcome to Fandom Fever, where we sing copyrighted songs. I'm hooked on a fever. I'm high on believers. <laughs> you had something. I, I had something. I didn't. I ran out of things. So just so you guys know, he literally just did that off the top of his head. Yeah. No, I did not have. I didn't plan that at all. Also, uh, I'm never gonna look back at this video <laughs> even once. So anyway, guys, my name is Andrew Sokolowski. This is David Chapman. <laughs> and I'm Kurt. And this is Kurt. And they are here with me. Hooked on a feeling. And now I just ruined it. I probably just killed a cat somewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, the reason why we went with the Guardians of the Galaxy intro is because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 just had... They just dropped the trailer. They just dropped their mixtape, yo, and I gotta say, it's super lit. Never, yeah, ever, ever say that again. It's super hype, yo. I'm I'm serious. It's, it's 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 pretty crazy. Like it's pretty cool. They brought back the old music. Hopefully this time they use it in the, the introduction of the movie. This time, uh, last time they used uh, a a different song at the very very beginning because like a week before they uh, finished filming it, they realized no no this song's better. But so now they got it for the trailer again, and it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy. And honestly, in my opinion at least, Guardians of the Galaxy was the highlight of phase two of marvel like there 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 was captain america winter soldier which was great there was avengers 2 which was great i like guardians of the galaxy more i'm gonna be honest with you i liked it so much because it was just a, a beautiful breath of fresh air into the marvel universe that the marvel universe needed and it's the reason why uh, avengers 2 was a little bit like not to everyone's crazy standards because it, it felt like a retread guardians of the galaxy like, despite obviously feeling like movies like Star Wars or Star Trek, it felt like its own thing still, and it was just so fun. And because of it, we've got, uh, we got to see Suicide Squad. Because of it, we got, like, we, we companies, uh, like... The crazy. Yeah, we, we c companies, or not company, but we Disney. We got space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel and other companies know that they can take these sort of obscure ips and turn them into something crazy and cool like mm -hmm. no one expected guardians of the galaxy to be as amazing as it was and it was so fun it's probably because of guardians of the galaxy why we got signed like a suicide squad why exactly. anyone would give yeah. that a chance and uh man who is not excited to see drax back he is so hilarious <laughs> uh, he's the best just that line um you know what you really need you need someone as ins insignificant as you are. Oh, that that doesn't make me feel better. And then, and then they. Uh, do, it's do, so do you, beautiful. Do you need a hug? Do you, Do you need a hug? No. Oh, come in. Come I here. thought I thought I, it's, I it's thought fine. we agreed we weren't going to do this. It's fine. <laughs> uh, like Dra Drax is still his line in the first movie is still one of my most memorable lines. Nothing goes over my head. I my reflexes are too quick. I will catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, just, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm so happy. Also, we have to address the tree in the room. Baby Groot. Yep. I, he has a little Groot suit. Not to be confused with the Zoot suit. It's a Groot suit. 
So is the uh, voice of Groot not returning then, or will he, oh, he eventually is. become? No, it's still Vin Diesel, but he's going to be on like fifty doses of helium. So. Is it seriously still Vin Diesel yeah. playing Baby Groot? Oh yeah, he's been doing all of the uh, the usual talk shows and things. I wonder if uh, eventually we're going to get to the point where uh, Vin Diesel is going to play another character in the Marvel universe. He was, he he was very much rumored to be playing Black Bolt, um, but now who who even knows if that's going to get made at this point? Yeah. Totally up in the air. Yeah. I can already imagine that how how that meeting would go. I am Groot. I am Black Bolt. <laughs> Doesn't have enough ring to it. So uh, moving on into our next topic. Another trailer that came out is Logan. Oh, this is going to be the day of the trailers. The day of really, really cool trailers. Like, oh, Logan. Logan is the... the Logan's the trailer for the movie that's basically saying, I we understand that this is a superhero universe, but that doesn't mean that we can't tell a very, very, very real story. Like, this... I'll be honest, every single time I look at Logan, I think of The Last of Us. The The first scene that hit me when I saw the trailer for Logan is I was like, this looks like an independent film. The way that you have Professor X in the film, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that would watch this trailer who, if they don't really know X-Men, they would look at this and just think, oh, what's this? This looks interesting. Like, not knowing who Logan is. Um, well, if they didn't actually say it, you know, if you didn't know what was going on with this, you would not know this was a Marvel movie. No. They, oh, yeah. they deliberately don't have their logo on it. It is a cold logo. I mean, this is this is a very dramatic movie. And it's extremely impressive. Yeah, and uh, I, I love how Professor X looks. I believe that in this film, we're going to get a Professor X who's very unstable. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that we have a Wolverine who's getting so old or he's probably still able to regenerate, but he's at least now he's getting battle damage. He's not healing as fast as he used to. And then we can't leave the uh, elephant in the room. X-23. Mm-hmm. We, we're finally getting X-23. And how cool would it be if we get another Wolverine movie going forward? Um, this is the last one. They've said over and over that this is Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine. I'm talking X-23. Point. She is the Wolverine. And uh, they could totally go forward, and and I think it'd be even cooler if they give her the uh, the costume, uh, the yeah. blue and yellow. They probably won't, but no, it would be. They, she has been in the costume recently in the comics. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool but... if they finally get that costume on screen because they're not going to do it in this movie. All right, but the problem is that here, this is the end of the line. Essentially, if they're going to do anything with her, she's got to be sent back to the present or something so there's gonna be a time loop thing going on even still uh i I feel like that's kind of their end game anyway because they know they're not getting hugh jackman back so the and they're like wolverine is our biggest money maker i don't and they're not ready to reboot the entire universe again so i feel that x somehow x23 is going to be their end game I just, I love how much this looks like an independent film, though, and how it looks like they're just developing the characters and doing something that we really haven't seen before in comic book movies besides maybe, like, The Dark Knight. So I I, I would like to see this film really uh, 
take the comic book genre to a whole new level. Mad Max Mutants. Basically. <laughs> so, moving on into our next topic. I remember the first days of playing Assassin's Creed. I would run through Damascus, just sort of like having a, an army... Okay, so just to let you know, the way that the game's supposed to work is if, like, a bad guy sees you, you're supposed to run away, hide... Well, our professionalism just went out the window. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel good. Oh, Jacob Fry. What's this button do? You should do that on camera. Got it. Jacob Fry. Assassin's Creed Gauntlet. Check it. Oh, it's so cool. But yeah, so basically, uh, let me put this back in because it's rattling. But anyway, and also because it's a dangerous weapon, yo. Yeah, but you need to okay, lose seriously. A <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Assassin's Creed. I'll be perfectly honest. After watching the trailer, I'm excited for it. I think that it might, it, it might tank sort of like Hitman did the Hitman movies, uh, but it also might turn into secretly the best like video game movie ever, which is not saying much given that the title is currently held by what Warcraft. Yeah. Which wasn't that good. Uh, I feel like this could actually be really, 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 really good, though. Especially because they're doing something really cool. They are... What's it called? They're not doing a game. They're doing a completely original story. Yeah. Set. This is a side story. Yeah, this is a side story. It has nothing to do with Desmond. It has nothing to do with any of the other uh, assassins. This is set in uh, the Renaissance. Or, not the Renaissance, actually. The Inquisition. Spanish Inquisition. I think, yes? Yes, because yeah. no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. You, you never expect the Spanish Inquisition. That's the thing. We have to tell Andrew about these things. I'm so excited that, that we're talking about Assassin's Creed because, Andrew, you get to go into the world of the Assassin's Creed. Uh, the point is that it's not rewriting the lore yeah. on this. It's not saying that you know, everything can happen side by side. Yes. So. It's exactly what it should be. And I, I really hope... That it's good. I'm definitely going to go see it, regardless of whether it's good or not, just because I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, and so I have to do that. I, I, I'm so excited for it, if I'm being perfectly honest. And that being said, that is not going to stop me from giving it a very, very, very poor review, if it's bad. But at the same time, I'm so excited. Do, 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 do you want the, the glove back now? You can have it if you want. Oh. Hold on to it if you want. <laughs> so, okay. our next topic, apparently Willy Wonka is getting a prequel. Yes! Yeah. No! Yes! What are you talking no. about? That, that is the worst thing ever, okay? I mean, supposedly this thing is supposed to be a prequel of the actual book, you know, so it's like Wonka's story. Mm -hmm. It is not going to be the dark side. It is not going to be, you know, the Tim Burton style thing. It's, I don't think it's really necessarily going to be a musical either. It's just going to be a story. So, Do you think that this is really in bad taste considering that uh, Gene Wilder just died? Yes, it is. It is a blatant cash-in attempt. And you want to know what? It'll work. No, I'm not going to go see it. But I'm glad that it exists because it proves that, we, that like, there are still things that I can look at and point at and go, Ha! Uh, I'm doing a better lifestyle choice than that. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest, I'm not going to go see it. There's absolutely no way I'm going to go see it. 
unless it like turns out to be like the sleeper hit of 2017 is when it's coming out, I guess. I mean, no one thought that uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was going to be any good. I that is that true. Would, I thought it was going to be decent. No, but did you go to see the the first attempt to reboot Planet of the Apes in the theater? Uh, it was awful. Which, which which what are we talking about? Tim Burton? We're talking yeah. about Tim Burton. Yeah, that was the first reboot. He did. Tim Burton did the Tim whoa. Tim Burton did uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That was awful. Yeah, yeah but horrible. at the same time, I was looking at the trailers for old, like the current Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and I'm like, "This looks fine. I'll go see it." That's not what I'm going to say when I see Willy Wonka, because it Willy Wonka doesn't need a prequel, first of all. But at the same time, as long as it's going to have a prequel, I I love the idea that it has a prequel. I hate that it's getting a prequel, but I love the idea because I'm just thinking of it. and I'm like, yes, this is a terrible idea. And Part I can... of the problem is, though, that it's there's there is positively no way that they can actually stick the source material on this and make it a decent movie. The the interesting thing about this when I uh, when I first heard uh, it announced, like every time I hear anything announced, the first thing that I do is try and wrap my head around what it's actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I get that okay, this is going to be before he created the. Uh, the factory and this is like an origin story for Willy Wonka but I'm like picturing in my head I'm like do we really want to see the film about him going into the, into the wilderness trying to find the Oompa Loompas mm-hmm. is that really the is that like little scene from the uh Willy Wonka remake that we get where he goes to find the Oompa Loompas do we really want to see a whole movie out of that here's what's what I dislike about it the most really though like, I, I, I'm pretending to be super pumped about this terrible idea, but it is a terrible idea. You're taking the mystery out of a character that innately can't be explained. Like, the, the, you're taking this enigmatic character and saying, well, here's everything about him. Like, a, a lot of the thing about, uh, uh, in the original, like, Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, when he walks out, he's walking out with a limp and all that, and then halfway through... His cane gets stuck, and he does a roll, and like it, and and like, and so obviously, like he's totally physically fit, even though he walked out with a crutch. And at that moment, from that moment, watching it, because that's your first impression of Willy Wonka, you know this is a dude who like you have like you have to pay attention to to find anything out about. Yeah, he's a trickster. So basically, having a movie where they explain everything about this dude and going through all of his bags of bag of tricks and basically t- upturning it that's a bad idea you don't do that do you want to know why the original willy wonka worked uh because it was a good movie well that too but um because gene wilder had so much creative say oh, into yeah. his character in the first like that that scene when he does what you just said, uh, like his opening moment, mm-hmm. that was his idea. Yes, like there's was. all these things that the reason why that film was great is because Gene Wilder had all these ideas. And then you look at the remake, it just feels so lacking. Now, if I'm being completely asked, I, I say this, but at the same time, when I was a child, I actually liked the Willy Wonka remake. I, I, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Like it was one of, uh, when I was a child, I was really young when I got to go see that movie. And for some reason I was laughing hysterically through that entire thing. I don't know why, but like when I was young, I did. That being said, I definitely recognize its faults (laughs) and it has a lot. And I can definitely say that the original was the stronger movie. I'm going to take this. This is off enough. Here you go. 
Uh, okay. okay. So, um, moving on into our next topic, you have recently seen Girl on a Train. There was a girl. She was on a train. She saw some stuff. They tried to t- convince her that she didn't see some stuff, but she saw some stuff. And that's my review of the movie. It was like a, it was like a, an 8 out of 10. It was a pretty good movie. I'd go okay. see it. Uh, it, it. It's definitely one of those kinds of movies where, like, you don't go to see it because you're going to, like, turn your brain off and just watch a fun movie. You're going because you're... First of all, it's based off a book. And it's the kind of movie where you go to basically think about it the entire way through. Because the general uh, concept of it is the main character is an alcoholic who, like, keeps having blackouts of getting so drunk that she forgets what happened the previous day. And she uh, is the last person to see this per- this one girl before that girl goes missing. And so the entire movie is trying is her trying to piece together in her mind what happened as, like, people around her are telling her different versions of what has happened to her. Like, like what she did it during the moments when she was blacked out. So, it's it's very interesting. It's not something that, like, you would go watch with, like, a bunch of friends just to watch a movie. It's... I Personally, when I saw it, I went to see it, like... Um, with with the idea of I was going to watch it and really think, and it definitely sparked my creative side to write stuff, but at the same time, it's like, uh, it's a serious movie. It's There's there's nothing really, quote-unquote, fun about it. It's a suspense movie. It's a suspense movie. Yep. Okay. Uh, Have you guys ever seen a movie called Memento? Nope. By Chris Nolan? Yes. Uh, I should have seen it, but I have not seen it. I've always meant to see that. Okay. It's... <sighs> It's a movie that basically plays in reverse. The main character of this keeps having time lapses, so he has to keep writing down on his arm notes to himself, so that when he does forgets it again, it's like, okay, what's your name? What are you doing? What are you doing right now? You know, what all this stuff on here, and you you start to see more and more of the puzzle as the movie goes on. It's like you finally start to get your bearings. It's like, okay, this happened. This is going on. This is the real stuff. Then the next scene, okay, all that was fake, this is what's going on. And then it keeps doing that like 15 times throughout the movie. And it's it, it's a tiring movie, but it's really good at the same time. It's it's the same type of suspense thing that you're trying to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. I think that's along the lines of what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Something that came out earlier today was Nintendo's reveal trailer for what was up until uh, today was called the NX. They're calling this now the Switch. And this is their combination of a home console with a portable handheld. Oh, I see. They're calling it the Switch because it's the good old bait and switch. You see what they're doing here? They're trying to come in, give you, give you the stuff. They're going to yeah, give you the... Yeah, yeah. Hate you, mail to David, yada, yada. Yeah, you give, okay, the, you, so, you give them the money. Okay, okay. You okay. give them the money, they give you the yeah, sort yeah. of system. So this thing is basically a tablet with detachable controls. When it's in standard console mode, you'll have the tablet inside of a docking station. It looks like it doubles the processing power or so, makes it a reasonable level. Uh, And you have two pieces of a detachable controller that you will then lock on to the sides of the tablet and take it with you. You can then use these in different forms. You can use it as a kickstand and removable controllers, but they are not motion sensitive. This is not a touch screen. 
You know, this is just standard controls through the entire thing. What this does have going for it, though, is that when you have a portable mode like this, you can switch the controls into like Wii Remote mode, you know, where they're sideways and you have very minimal controls, but then it allows you to have two players on there at the same time. And they were showing off demos for like Mario Kart, and I believe they were showing a uh, basketball game on there as well, some type of NBA game. It's one of those things where it looks promising. I can definitely see many more standards going on with this. You know, a lot of things for the iPad, a lot of things for like uh, Android tablets. But I don't know if Nintendo will actually be able to make this work. Just because not a lot of people actually want to carry on a dedicated game console anymore. Here's a question. Does it have the processing power of the, of the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4? Does it have the power to play video games that are as powerful as those? This is essentially a portable Wii U. And it's, it's a waste of my time. It's... They have not confirmed the specs yet. That's part of the problem. Okay. So if the portable is a Wii U, and if you when it's in the docking station, that it's more powerful than that. Hopefully. Because they did show when you switch from console to portable mode, there is a significant... Uh, reduction in the frame in the FPS mm -hmm. that you get. So you have to keep that in mind when you're doing your analysis of this. They are definitely trying to show some examples that could be interesting. I mean, they're having the Pro Controllers. They're showing off that you do not have to have a Wii Remote attached to this thing. This is a standard wireless console again, which is nice. They're going back to their basics. You don't have to have a room for this thing. So... I honestly don't know what to think. All all I can say is that I don't know if they'll be able to actually pull this off. Nintendo is the only ones that has actually kept going with a portable console in a mobile platform space. And they have shown that that is where they shine. You know, that's what they're trying to do with this. They're trying to amplify everything together. They're trying to improve the, their customer base. But there are so many moving parts for this thing. If you lose one, it's game over. At, at least Nintendo seems to at least be doing their best to learn from their mistakes in some ways. Like, I mean, you look at their, like, mobile games. Um, they finally accepted, hey, it's not a terrible idea for us to make a mobile Mario in a mobile Pokemon game. Hopefully they're going to translate this into the uh, Nintendo Switch, where... Uh, they're going to continue to learn from their mistakes. Hopefully it'll have a strong uh, graphics power and uh, or graphics card. And actually, now I think about it, it should have a stronger graphics card because I've heard, at least I've heard a lot of rumors about uh, what they're using. And it is quite a bit stronger than, uh, than any previous console. I'm not sure if it's going to catch up with the other consoles, but at least be a whole lot better. And at least get them into current generation, not confirmed. But, and... Sorry, the most they'll have, though, is this generation, not the one this is being released for. But you did bring up a good point that I didn't really consider, is that you have a portable console that has access to HDMI out, that has access to a big screen. And certain games, like uh, Bravely Default, I have wanted to play that. I do not play a lot of portable games on a dedicated console. And I've got a 2DS. I've got a not insignificant number of DS games in my library. 
but I don't play them that much because it gets exhausting just to hold the controller like that and try and have everything together. I like the idea of being able to sit down on a couch and play your games on a big screen. So the idea that this is uh, supporting it out of the box is a nice idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's just about time that Nintendo actually got together and said, okay, let's actually tell people what this thing is, because we've been just calling it the NX and wondering for so long now. Yeah. So, so uh, moving on into our next thing, Sun and Moon is going to get a demo. Because, you know, something that needs a demo, which is the which is like an early access version of a game to test out all the features to make sure that they're good. Something that needs that is Pokemon. Yeah, well, you know, this is a very indie subject. I mean, we've never heard of this game before. Nobody knows about this stuff. It's a very untested IP. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. No. What don't we know about Pokémon? What needs to be playtested in Pokémon? Graphics. Like, graphics. Graphics need to be playtested. You, you get to see how good good the new graphics look. Oh, this doesn't need a demo. So but uh, they were talking about a few things about the leak. You know, we're not going to go into specifics, but they were saying that the Ultra Beasts are capturable. Ooh. Okay. Awesome. And uh, another thing I just want to throw out there. Uh, if you do get the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo, uh, you will get a Greninja when you get the actual game. Uh, couldn't you have gotten a Greninja before? Uh, possibly, but you get like a special edition Greninja that can turn into something called Ash Greninja. Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, th- there's also fashion. Full customization. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we covered that before. Yeah, we, we covered a lot of this stuff already. Yeah, so. yeah. It's so, just the, the demo is what's important, and Pokemon the, needs a demo. Yeah, the demo and the league. Alright, so I guess we're going to wrap up with everybody's favorite story. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, love it so much. So, um, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but every time Star Wars comes up with David, David has like one of these kind of seizures things where he like, he goes into like the Star Wars song and starts... Only you can help David. For just pennies a day, you can help support a David as he goes through his Star Wars-related spe- uh, seizures. This is this is Star Wars withdrawal, guys. Star Wars, ah, oh, the trailer. It feels like Star Wars. It looks like Star Wars. This is the Star Wars I wanted. Oh, and it's the one we deserve. Star Wars. <laughs> so, how do you guys like the trailer? It confirmed a lot of stuff we'd already been talking about. Yep. Um. So, Jin's father is the guy that made the main weapon system come online. Um, he did not necessarily design the rest of the system, but they're talking about as well that he was the one that deliberately either placed the... Uh, fail? Not a fail. The uh, the weakness. Exhaust port. Yeah, that they used in episode 4. He either put it in there or just didn't tell anybody about it. Which is kind of nice. So... I like where they're going with this. It looks really nice. It looks classic, but it still is, you know, looking polished. It's a it's a movie that came out now, but we've already covered a bunch of the stuff on this. So the point of it is, this trailer is really good. It still looks like it's gonna be great. The movie is definitely gonna be a 
you know bestseller as long as it doesn't screw everything up. I will say, when uh, Star Wars Episode Seven like was starting to show all of its trailers and all that, every single thing that they tried to do is like, oh well, now all the stormtroopers look new, and it's all these new planets, and all these new characters, and it's new, it's all new Star Wars, Star Wars, and I'm like, yeah, that's great, but. I'd like something to, like, remind me that it's still in the same universe. Because, to me, Star Wars Episode Seven felt too much like a sort of fan fiction type going on. Like, you got, like, like, like someone who really liked uh, Han Solo wanted to write that. Now, that being said, uh, it wasn't a bad movie by any means. It was actually a really, really good movie. But at the same time, it, it was too detached from the other trilogies. And so I, I, I couldn't feel like I was a part of, or like it was the Star Wars that I had grown up with. With this Rogue One, a Star Wars story, it is returning back, like it, it's sort of been forced to, but it's returning back to the universe that I have grown up with. And just to be able to see the original Stormtroopers, sorry, the original Stormtroopers on the big screen disney being, like, polished and all that. Like, it's actually a really, really, really heartwarming feeling just to see that. And to know that it's going to continue feeling like the Star Wars that I grew up with, which, that's amazing. It makes me feel good. So, uh, my review of this trailer, just real quick. Uh, like, going off what you were saying, I think it, it Star Wars Episode Seven as wonderful of a film... As it is. I, I actually really enjoy Star Wars Episode 7. I own Star Wars Episode 7. But I agree with you that it felt kind of detached. And while at the exact same time, like, it, it was too much of an homage. Like, do we really need another Death Star? Which, and you can make the same argument for this. Like, why are we getting the Death Star? Well, because this is before. Yeah. This is stealing the Death Star plans. And my biggest thing that i love about this trailer is for some reason just the way it's filmed the way uh it flows it 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 really feels like the original star wars more than any of the films that came after episode six have it also does one more thing i'm sorry kurt no you're fine it also does one more thing that i've been like constantly talking about they need to do for a very very long time it's set it, this movie is set with characters that are pretty much just detached from the Jedi, like, the Jedi mentality. There's basically no Jedi in this film that we've seen so far, aside from the one monk dude, and he's just, like, a monk of some sort. The closest thing we have to a Jedi is Darth Vader, which I think it's very, very cool to have a story focusing on a ragtag group of people that don't have, like the the bonus of having the force to get them out of situations like they don't get the luxury of that that's not how the force works moment like they don't have the force to to help them to guide them i mean they the force probably guides them in an indirect way but they don't they can't directly touch it which it's very very refreshing to ha to see how all the normal people survive in this world with the crazy, like, psychic dude with the death stick, like, grabbing people, <laughs> throwing them around, stabbing things. Like, it's cool to see how they survive in this crazy world. And that right there, everything that you guys have said, it pretty much goes down to the same thing that I've been thinking for quite a while. 
this does not feel like a prequel. No. No, no, it does not. This feels like it is back to basics. This feels like it was made in the 70s, but it looks so good. So, and that's coming out in December, so we don't have long to wait for that. So. Yeah, we don't have long at all. Uh, just into the last thing that I'd like to talk about real quick, uh, YouTube. Um, a few things have, uh, come out on YouTube recently. One is, uh, Heroes of the Storm, a new rocket jump short. Hero of the Storm. Sorry, Hero of the Storm. Hero of the Storm. Uh, yes, there is a relation to Heroes of the Storm. Uh, you, you, I'll let you take it away. So, yeah, uh, this video looks fantastic. Very well directed. I mean... We're talking about Rocket Jump here. Freddie Wong stars in it. Guys, check it out. I, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> just just a little synopsis because I played Heroes of the Storm for quite a while. Uh, it basically, Freddie Wong spills his drink on his computer and then gets teleported into a game of Heroes of the Storm. And uh, they, because he teleports, his whole couch teleports on top of Jim Rayner, uh, basically they all want to kill him. And truth be told, we're not in Kansas anymore, Freddy. Yeah. That being said, th there is one one major plot problem that I have with this uh, game. They've got Rainer DPS. They've got Sylvanas specialist. They've got Tracer DPS. They've got Karazim healer. And then they've got uh, who's who's the fifth? Is uh, Zul, who's another specialist. Where's their tank? They don't have a tank. This is a bad team comp. Bad rocket jump. Bad. Well, anyway, then uh, two more videos that came out recently. One, uh, the newest video by Ismahawk uh, is Voltron versus the Power Rangers. Mm. Their highest quality short I think they've made so far. These are the same guys who did uh, Quicksilver versus Flash. Uh, these guys are super high uh, production in their videos. Um, we, we got to meet them at VidCon, actually great people. Um, really awesome guys. Definitely, uh, check out their video and they're actually coming out with a special edition of the same video pretty soon with, uh, some added scenes. So go over to Ismahawk and check that out. And the last thing that I would like to promote is the first episode of Ryan Link's buddy system is Ooh. now on YouTube. I saw the trailer for that. It's on YouTube red. Uh, I saw the trailer the trailer looks really, really, really good, and if it, it, I'll be honest, the reason I don't have YouTube Red is because there aren't enough shows that, like, the, every single time I see a show for YouTube Red, it always looks really good, but I don't think that there are enough shows right now for me to, like, buy a monthly subscription to YouTube Red, but if they keep putting out shows that, like, look as good as the buddy system, at least the trailer... I'm going to buy YouTube Red somewhere down the line if they keep making cool, cool shows like this. It certainly sounds like it, and they've been making a lot of announcements in the past week or so about a bunch of the new ones that are coming out. Well, uh, so what do you oh. guys... Sorry. Sorry, well, I just had one shout-out as long as we were doing that. Um, this was from Corridor Digital. It was uh, Grand Theft Auto VR, and it is just as horrifying as you think it would be. <laughs> um, they got Trevor... The actual voice actor, and he looks way too much like him, to, so he's frightening, terrifying, um, is exactly what you expect it to be. So, go check it out. It's really, really good. It, you gotta see it at least once. Um, so, what have you been up to this week, David? Uh, I've been having a very, very, very busy week. 
we both Blue, of us. We at Blue Band have been having a very, very, very busy week. We have learned the true meaning of going out and doing things. Uh, the work word? Oh, the work word. It's been fun. I've been going home, sleeping. Sleeping has been, oh, beautiful. Beautiful things to do. Uh, uh, you know, words, the best words. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've been doing a lot of meetings with the team, uh, talking about future projects and everything. Uh trying to get our quality up so we can get great shorts out to you guys uh talking about um what we can do to um do cool things yeah to do cool things so um i think that's it yeah all right what do you have going this week i'm just working on a bunch of side projects um i did get to play some at least uh forza horizon 3 so that was a very good game. I got to play Sister Location, the new FNAF game. Mm. It was a bunch of mini games. It's a bunch of mini games. It's a bunch of mini games. Don't buy it. Watch Markiplier play it. It's a bunch of mini games. Like <laughs> it's not a game. It's a bunch of mini games. It's still like a cool, decent experience given the fact that it doesn't cost that much. But it's just a bunch of mini so games. It's Freddy Party. Like the best thing that came out of it was Exotic Butters. Wait, wait what? You have to play the game to understand. I'm not explaining it to you. What? <laughs> it, 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 it's it's streamer bait. It's a bunch of mini games. And yeah. I've been seeing that like first I heard you say that once and I was just like what? And then all of a sudden that's like traveling around YouTube like crazy. Yes. That's weird exotic butters. Exotic funny. butters. You have to you have to watch or play the game. Preferably watch to understand how important exotic butters is. Okay. All right. Well, on that note. Thank you guys very much for watching. I uh, hope you liked this episode. Please let us know in the comments below what you thought, what you didn't like, what you'd like us to work on next time. Uh, please feel free to like, favorite, subscribe. Uh, check out the podcast available on iTunes. And as well, if you're on the podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube channel at BlueBandFilms. Uh, I was going to say BlueBandFilms.com, but that's not accurate. No. So just BlueBandFilms. And uh, thanks again for watching, and we'll see you guys later. Exotic butters. <laughs>